today. I want you to come to, come away with me to the book of Numbers, the 11th chapter. The book of Numbers in the Old Testament. Numbers, I don't care how you say it, Numbers, Numbers, hallelujah. Just turn to it, chapter 11. If you have uh, our app, you downloaded the app, you should have some notes that are there. It's so good to see the first lady back testifying. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? My God, my God, my God. But God, I'm telling you, Mother, but God, but God, but God. Now, today, I want you to put your thinking cap on. I want you to reminisce. I want you to ruminate. Uh, you remember that from last week? I want you to think deeply about where God is taking you. Amen. And if you only knew where God wanted to take you, it would blow your mind sitting in your seat right now. If you only knew all the things he had in store for you, we could hardly make you sit down. It's the enemy's job to camouflage and not let you see where God wants you to go. But today my prayer is God lift their eyes and open their eyes to what you have in store for them. I know the house is not packed today, but I ain't worried about that. I'm going to talk to the ones that God assigned to me today. See, this is a special assignment because God needed you here and he needed me here for today. And I want you today to see things from God's point of view. Not from your point of view, but uh, this morning, I want you to listen to me real good. I want you to see things from God's point of view. Every day we are advancing the kingdom. Do you agree with me? But we're only as powerful as we want to be. If you don't want to be powerful, guess what? You will not be. And you know, yes, we're living a day right now, right now, with the numbers going up and down. And if you're watching the news, it'll scare you out of your pants. Did you know that the way people make money is through fear? Fear causes our government to make money. It, 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 listen, it's amazing how we want the people to do right. Been, but the leaders of our government don't want to do right. How can you want the people to do right, but when the government is, listen, robbing itself of billions of dollars? We are victims of our headship. If the government is doing things to get get money from the people through taxes and through fear and all these other things, what you think the people going to do? 
There's billions of dollars that have been stolen from, you know, uh, this pandemic and this PPP and all the other things. Why? Because the people are acting like it's government. We can't expect the people to do something different than our headship. You're teaching the folk how to have a get over mentality. That's where the church come in. We shouldn't be a people of get over mentality. We should be a people that walk in faith, live in faith, live by faith, talk faith, walk faith, live faith, do faith. We're not here to step on somebody else to see how high we can go by stepping on them. No, we're trying to take as many people as we can with us because we know we serve a good God. I see this morning you're a little heavy. You must didn't get the gifts that you wanted. Hallelujah. They must didn't give you, they must have bought you something you didn't want. You're ready to take it back on tomorrow. You got your receipt. I understand that. Come to find out people are tired of looking for God in a building. Tired of looking for Jesus on the cross. And if you're looking for him to be on the cross, he's not on the cross anymore. You can wear a gold piece around your neck with Jesus on the cross all you want. He's not on the cross any longer. Tired of, you know, got to do it this way or that way. Folks are running away from that. I'm tired of my way or the highway. God's way fell, falls by the wayside because of how people are doing business. It's now high time for the church to be the church and not try to be like the world and be the church and be someone that they can look up to. The world shouldn't be so advertising that we want to be a part of the world, but, the, but the, the church should be so advertising that the world say, hey, I'm tired of living the way that I'm living. I'm tired of going through what I'm going through. I'm tired of folk trying to get over me and I'm trying to get over them. I want to have a life of rest and peace and joy. Let's read the scripture because you're a little heavy this morning. Numbers 11, chapter, verse 4. I'm going to read a lot of verses, so just bear with me. Now the mixed multitude who were among them yield to the intense craving so that the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt. Oh, Lord. The cucumbers, the mill and the leeks, that's related to some type of onion. The onions and the garlic. But now our whole being is dried up. There is nothing at, at all except this manna before our eyes. Now you don't want to complain. Now the manna was like a coriander seed, which is a type of herb. And it's color like the color of delum, which is, you know, uh, a type of fragrance that they use back when, kind of related to myrrh, uh, frankincense type stuff. And so the, the people 
went about and gathered it and ground it on a millstone or beat it into the mortar, cooked it in a pan and made cakes of it. And its taste was like the taste of pastry prepared with oil. And when the dew fell on the camp in the night, the manna fell on it. Then Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, everyone at the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord was greatly aroused. Now, my God, you start complaining so much, then you made God angry. Moses also was displeased. The leader was displeased. So Moses said to the Lord, why have you afflicted your servant? Now, he done went to complain to God because the people were complaining to him and, and they were complaining to God. So now he done got on board. And why have I not found favor in your sight that you have laid this burden of all these people? Now it's God's fault because you don't lead other people. Did I conceive all these people? Oh, now you're going to be smart with God now. Did I beget thee, them that, that you should say to me, carry them in your bosom as a, a, a guardian carrot, a nursing child? Why do you want to try to, you know, uh, uh, try to, you know, mock God like that, punk God like that, and try to show out Moses? What's wrong with you? You're trying to check God? Boy, you done lost your mind. Some of y'all same thing. My words fess up. Uh-huh, a nursing child to the land which you swore to their fathers? Where am I? Well, where am I to get meat to give to all these people? God had never told you to give them meat. For they weep all over me, saying, Give me, give us meat that we may eat. Now what the people ask God didn't say nothing like that. I am not able to bear all these people alone because the burden is too heavy for me. If you treat me like this, please kill me here and now. If I have found favor in your sight and do not let me see my wretchedness. Mm -hmm. Having a conversation with God. Y'all ever have a conversation with God? Look at verse 7, 16. It says, so the Lord said to Moses, Moses, you had your turn, now let me talk. Gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel whom you know to be elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of the meeting that they may stand there with you. And then I will come down and talk with you there. I will take up the spirit that is upon you and will put the same, same upon them. And they shall uh, bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself alone. See, God had a plan. Then you shall say to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow, and you shall eat meat. All right? For you have wept in the hearing of the Lord, saying, who will give us meat to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. Therefore, the Lord will give you meat, and you, will, you shall eat, and you shall, uh, shall eat not, not, not one day, good God of mine, not two days, nor five days nor 10 days, nor 20 days, but for a whole month, watch this now, until it comes out of your nostrils and become loathsome to you, you're going to hate it, because you have despised the Lord who is among you and have wept before him saying, why did we ever come out of Egypt? Now you're thinking that you had it better in Egypt. Bunch of backsliders. Want to go back into what you come out of. Moses said, the people whom I have among are, look at this, 600, 
600,000 men on foot. So if he had 600,000 men, you know, at least he had, they had to help us. A lot of them had wives and they had children. So you know that's millions. And yet you have said, I will give them meat that they may eat for a whole month. He's still trying to pull a check on God. Now he's trying to tell God, don't you know I got 600,000 men? Have you seen how many people do I'm in charge of? God said, I already know that. I'm the one that put you in charge of. I already know all of that. He's trying to say, God, this is too big for me. He's not thinking right. His thinking is small. Oh, you follow me? So verse 22 says, Shall flocks and herds be slaughtered for them to provide enough for them? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to provide enough for them? You understand how many people I got, God? You're going to have to show up empty this sea. You're going to have to empty all the refrigerators, everything. These people got to eat. And the Lord said to Moses, Has the Lord's arm been short? Now, you shall see whether what I say will happen to you or not. All right, Moses. It's time to put up a shut up. If I told you a thing, I keep my promises. If I said I was going to feed all of y'all, all you got to do is get your plate and your forks ready. You don't sit here and question me where I'm going to get the food from. You just sit down at the table and prepare yourself to receive what I'm going to give you. In 2021, that's what a lot of us been doing. We've been complaining to God. God, you see how, you know, my big, my problem is. Do you see how, you know, I don't have this and I don't have that. And, you know, I'm the only one going through. And, I, and, and, and then, you know, I lost this and I lost that. And, 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 you know, and I lost some family members and this and that. And other. God said, what are you talking about? I'm the same God that was with you in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and I'll be with you in 2022. This is a funny story, story of small faith. And you know, this is what I want to talk about real quickly. Think bigger. Look, look down your road and tell everybody, think bigger. Yeah, your thinking is too small. So God, we don't have enough to feed them is what Moses uh, said. Moses, when, when, uh, uh, when, when did I, he said, when did I get weak? Moses, open your eyes. Enlarge your thinking. I set the world in place and spoke it into existence. And you want meat, I'll give you meat. You asking me for meat when I've done all these other things? If my eye is on the sparrow, if I can feed a bird who don't have a refrigeration system, if I can feed an ant who has the mindset to store up, 
If I can feed the grasshopper who don't even care. What you think about you. And so God fed all of these complainers. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. He fed all of who? Who did he feed? Yeah, that's us right there. We complained all through 2021 and God still fed us. Told you I'm on assignment day. See, you done forgot all the stuff you complained about this whole year. You done forgot about what, God, well, you know, I'm like this, and, and you know, I can't lose no weight, and God, you know, I just can't do this, and you know, and uh, so and so, they got that, you know, and they already got the advantage, and this and that. God don't want to hear that. God, he kept the complainers and fed them while they were in the wilderness and they were doing all of this complaining just like we have complained in our lives and God yet took care of us. Some of us complained when we got up this morning. Some of us complained all last week because we're upset because we got, feel like we got to go out and get everybody presents and gifts, which they're going to take back anyway, and they don't like it anyhow. And we just complain the whole time while we're buying it. I don't know why I'm buying this because I don't like them anyway. And you know, they didn't give me nothing last year. I shouldn't get them nothing. And you just complain the whole time when this should be a season of joy, a season of giving thanks to the Lord because God allowed you to be alive. He woke you up this morning why would you complain about that I mean he started you on your way he's giving you new mercy you got health and strength you can get up on your own two legs I mean sometimes we just want to sit down on God but we won't sit down on that job we'll rush ourselves to that job clock in and hey I'm here everybody but you won't run up in here through the gates of thanksgiving and into the course with praise and say I'm here everybody I'm here to give God the praise that he is due don't you you give the world or give man no more than you give your God. When you walk up in here, you better get yourself off of your derriere and give God the praise that he deserves and sit here like you don't know what God has done for you. You didn't have to be here this year. And it ain't no guarantee you're going to make it through this year coming. But you better start thanking him in advance. You better start giving him the glory in advance. Yes, you health as a horse today, but you don't know what's coming down your path tomorrow. So you better thank God because if it's coming down your path, you give God the thanks and turn away from you. My God, and go in a new direction. Whatever the devil has for you, it will not work. Somebody holler, it will not work. Uh, some of y'all going to come with me today. Now watch this. He fed the complainers. And if God will do this for complainers, what do you think he'll do for the worshipers? If he did that for complainers, 
murmuring all the way. What you think he'll do for those that are really true worshipers? I'm telling you right here and right now, in these days, the worshipers going to be blessed more than they ever been blessed before. It's going to be the worshipers that go in first. It's going to be the worshipers that get the first blessing. It's going to be the worshipers that, my God, get the healing. My God, where are the worshipers? I want to worship him in spirit and truth. I'm going to worship him in song. I'm going to worship him in dance. I'm going to worship him in sowing and giving. I'm going to worship him when I'm in my home. I'm going to worship him while I'm driving in my car. I'm going to worship him because he's due of all the prayer. If he did that for complainers. Uh, what do you think about the worshipers? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me check again. Where are all my worshipers in here? Let your presence be known in this house. Where are my worshipers in here? Let your presence be known. I am a worshiper. The way you end a thing determines how you begin a thing. We're going to end this Sunday with a praise in our heart, with a shout on our mouths, a dance in our feet. We're going out of here in party style. We're going out of here in victory style. You know as well as I do, God been too good to you. And it is true, he been better to us than we've been to ourselves. Because we don't treat ourselves like God treat us. Hallelujah. God so awesome that when we treat ourselves bad, he will cause our body will cause, listen, body is created to heal itself. Sometimes you can dog it, but your body says, uh-uh, we ain't going that way. You don't give it enough rest. It shut it down so you won't have a seizure or have a stroke. It'll shut it down. In the spirit, how many times your spiritual body had to shut it down because you were doing it bad in the spirit? In the spirit, you weren't treating your body right and God said, shut it down until they regather themselves. I see the saints being regathered in these days to come. Are y'all hearing me? The Bible calls it strong delusions. That's what's going to cause some of us to come back to where we were once before. The enemy stole from a lot of folk, and I'm talking about the church folk uh, at, at first. You used to give God praise at the drop of a hat. Now we do good to even get you here. You used to be the first one to the church. You used to be the first one clapping your hand, giving God the praise. But what happened to you? You allowed the enemy to steal your joy. You can't afford to let the enemy have your joy. For the joy of the Lord is your... The joy of the Lord is your what? The joy of the Lord is your what? 
Look around and see how many got strength. Look around, look around, look around. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You ain't know I'm going to hit you like that. You looking like you sad, bad, and mad. You looking like you don't want the glory. You looking like you don't want the blessing. Hallelujah. When you are training for the Olympics, you got to look like you want it. You got to act like you want it. You got to get up and train when you don't want to train. You got to train in the rain. You got to train in the sun. You got to eat like, eat like what they tell you to eat. You got to do that for four years so that you can come out a winner. During this pandemic season, that was our training season. It was training us how to pray and grip the horns of the altar. It was training us how to get our families together and get back right with God. It was our training station. Say, hey, let me see if they can go through this. Let me see if first lady can make it through this. Let me see if she can make it through this. Let me see if she, he can make it through this. That's our training. When a test or trial hit us, Hallelujah, we grip the horns of the altar. Hallelujah. It's just a temporary setback for a setup. That was just temporary what you went through, Sister Cheryl. It's just temporary for a major blessing. Look at somebody, shake yourself, say, What I'm going through now is just temporary for a major breakthrough. For a major blessing. Hallelujah. Who am I talking to in this house? Hmm. So you got to think bigger. Are you still with me? Got to think better. Y'all be seated. You got to think bigger. God always want to make things bigger. And how can we be bigger? We're bigger than we were. Oh, I feel God all in this place. We're singing praises. We've found freedom. We've lost religion. And we've lost the religious. We've seen your Holy Spirit. And we're working in God's giftings. We're growing in knowledge. And we're blessed on every side. We might have been hit on every side. But God knows we'll bless on every side. Would you look down your road, please, ma'am, sir? Say, I'm blessed on every side. On my left, on my right, in my front, in my back. On the top and the bottom, from side to side. Yes, we're blessed with our health and we're living better than we ever have. And guess what, y'all? If God be God and God knows He's God, we're gonna live better than we're living right now. Do I have one witness that see themselves? You're thinking better than you ever have. Uh, and you're saying, Lord, uh, I want everything that you have in store for me. Uh, will y'all send up that prayer right quick? Uh, say, Lord, 
Lord, Lord, Lord, I want everything that you have for me. All right, okay, okay. Hallelujah. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. So now, listen. Have you met God? Have you met God? That's what he said. Have you met God? He, he, he is not his uh, pinnacle of creation. God says, you ain't seen nothing yet. Can, can y'all receive that? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I know that, you know, Bishop, you don't know this year, man, we increased in sales, and man, we up $20,000. Well, I'm here to tell you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Somebody said, ooh, I started my business, and it looked like it done took off, and you know we making about $5,000 a month. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. Ooh, I just got a raise. Ooh, and it's looking good. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. Ooh, I just got a new car. You ain't seen nothing yet. I just got a new house. You haven't seen anything yet. Ooh, I just got healed. You ain't seen nothing yet. I will enlarge your territory. I prayed for the enlarging. In this city. I've even, we've even blessed local churches. And why do we do that? Why, why do you do that, Bishop? I'm going to tell you why. Because if we pray a blessing on other congregations, then we get blessed. When you pray for another family, then your family get blessed. When you pray for another sister, then you wind up getting blessed. When you pray for another brother, he ain't got to be doing everything right. Then you get blessed. Are you following me? Because what you do for them, God makes sure it comes back to you. When you pray, it's always like a boomerang. Did you know that? What you send out, come back to you. So this year, I challenge you to send out something great. Send out some healing prayer so it'll come back to you. Send out something that will pick somebody else up and then it'll come back to you when you need to be picked up. Are you following me in here? Yes, I'm just preaching to myself. It'll be all right. And so why we do that? Well, we're, we're all the same body. You pray for other people because we're in the same body. And when any of us prosper, we all prosper. Are you hearing me? I don't want to be like these children of Israel just griping and beefing to God. Always griping about something. Always complaining about something. Listen, I want you to, get, I want you to think bigger this year. I want you to get your new thought life. I want you to reset your thinking. Quit complaining about everything and start thanking God for everything. We were just on vacation this week. We was there at uh, Ponte uh, Vitra. What was that place name? And, uh, yeah, Ponte Vitra. And we walking out there on the beach there with all them multi-million dollar homes. Didn't see many of us, but praise be on the God. <laughs> and um, I asked my wife, I said, babe, would you like to have one of these? She said, without hesitation. I would love to. 
And I said, ding, 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 right answer. Because she could have said, look at all these houses over here. That just don't make no sense for nobody to have anything like that. That's just horrible for them to have all this and that, these other people. No, she had the right answer. Because you got to think bigger. Quit being mad at somebody else's blessing to about don't make no sense for nobody had If you are a child of God, you can say God don't have no respect to person. What he done for somebody else, he can do the same thing for me. In this year to come, quit talking about it don't make no sense for somebody to have. No, you start saying God, whatever you have for me, I want it. Because evidently, he know you can handle it. You complain, you must not be the one that can handle it. Now get this now, he already blessing you with your complaining self. But what you think will happen if you would just bless the Lord for what you have, be content for what you have, but expecting him to do more than where you are. You know why? You know why God's setting it up like that? So that you can brag on him to other folk that don't know him. See, when folks start talking to you, you say, listen, girl, let me tell you something. This is the best time of my life. I never, ever thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing until I ran into my God. Girl, my life was all messed up, even though I thought it was good. But when I got in touch with Jesus... When Jesus got a hold of my life, this is the best time of, that's your time to brag on what God has done for you. And thankful people always get more. Hallelujah. See, some of y'all, when y'all read the scripture in Matthew about the talent, when the, he say he gave, he gave one five, gave one two and one one, and the one that had five turned his into ten, the one that had two turned his into four, the one that had one, he went and buried his. And so you get, you get mad with God when God said, come here. Go get that talent you buried. And God gets it and give it to the one that got ten, now he got eleven. God, why would you do that thing? You ain't, he didn't have but one. God said if he would, all he had to do was at least give it to the banker, at least he would have drawn some interest. But see, it was his mindset. He thought too small. Because he felt like oh, he had just one, he wasn't going to get no more. But the one that had five, he thought bigger and he got and he said, God said, if I give him that one and he got 11, he'll turn it into 22. Why? Because of his thinking, his mindset. You got that stinking thinking. You don't know how to think right because you think too small. You think like the one that got one, you'll never have anything. You got to think like the one that had two and the one that had five. You need to multiply it. See, because think, you think larger than the one that has one. 
God deliver me from people that got that one mentality, thought, life, mindset. I need somebody to think increase. And if you're a child of God, you're supposed to have the best. Don't let nobody else tell you anything different. And so I don't want to be griping like these people here to God. Like this, these in this story. God wasn't mad because they were sick of their menu. That's not the reason why he was mad. Bible say, and his anger arose. He was mad that they wanted to be back in Egypt. That's why God was mad. And I can see God looking at America. He's upset with America because we want to go back into what we used to be into. You ain't got to take my word for it. Look at the statistics. When we were coming along, most folk were going to church. And I don't care what their life look like. They can have raggedy lives, but on Sunday, they're getting in that car. And we as children didn't have a choice about whether we were going to go or not. Even though you didn't have a God consciousness, you had a God knowledge. Everybody knew about God. If you told somebody we're going to church, they understood. You tell them little kids, well, we're going to church. Why y'all going to church all the time? Why y'all go? Why y'all do that? Because a lot of us are not giving our children what we were given. And watch this. Our parents had less stuff, but they had more God. And because a lot of them, they're having less God and less, more things, now it the reverse. Now the grandparents taking care of the grandkids. No, that's not your job. It's the parents' job to take care of the grandkids. Little, little fella, him a six year old telling he telling you what he want to do and what he don't want to do. Who made him parent? You cute and everything, but you got to fall in line. Uh huh. Them little eyes all looking at me. I'm look right back at you. Huh? Little baby girl, she's the cutest thing in the house. But if you don't watch baby girl, she gonna tap that house. Hallelujah. Come here with your cute self and let me give you a tap tap. No, y'all don't got quiet now. That's what's wrong with your baby girl now. That's why you can't get your tired because your baby girl always daddy. You setting baby girl up for failure because when she ever, she ever get hooked up with a man and she gonna want that man to treat her just like just give, daddy just give her everything now he, she, he won't want her to give her everything. Thank you, sir. I'm gonna do with that. No, you set your baby girl up for success. The world is mean and it is crazy. What if you leave the scene, Papa? You leave baby girl by herself. How's she gonna survive? Come on, get to the feet. Come on, man. 
You didn't teach her how to fly, so when the nest gets stirred, she's going to fall and hit the rocks and break her neck. You got to teach her why she's in the nest. Hallelujah! Child left to himself will bring his mother to shame. And so they wanted to be back in Egypt. I don't want to go back to where I was. If you knew what God delivered me from, what was it, Bishop? Ain't your business. Just, just like you, he delivered me from sin and shame. The same thing you, you shouldn't want to go back into that foolishness. And so we can't get caught up in the buildings of our time, these buildings and these names or even denomination. I don't care which building I worship in, what the name is. I just want to worship you, God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Savior, the King, the Redeemer. I want to be where you are and I want to be where you want me to be. We are not in competition. We just need God. The truth of the matter is that we all need God. We're not in competition with another church. We're not in competition with another diocese or denomination or nothing like that. We all need God. So we got to think bigger than, hey, everybody in our house and beyond need God. We all need God. And so, I, I'm, listen, y'all, this year to come, I'm going to think bigger. We got to think bigger than what we've been thinking. Where we are right now is not enough. We need fresh revelation from God. We need revelation from on high. God broaden our thinking, broad our territory. Enlarge our thinking. Let me give you one more scripture. Here the four fishermen called as disciples in Luke, Luke 5, verse 1. I'll read for you, just listen. So it was at the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Genesareth and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. And verse 4 says, and when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. Now, anytime Jesus tells you to do something, I don't care how crazy it seems. And I don't care how smart you think you are. And I don't care how many times you done done it before. I done done that 50, 11 times. I'm not doing it again. No. If the Lord tells you to do it. In 2021, I did this and this and this and this and this. In the next year to come, if the Lord tell me to do it again, I'm not doing it. 
Am I talking to you right there? Watch this, verse 5 says, But Simon answered and said, Master! Everybody always seems like they got an answer to the Lord. Like they want to tell God what to do. We have toiled all night. That ain't what I ask you. And caught nothing. That's not what I ask you. But thank God that Peter had the sense. Simon Peter had the sense to say, Nevertheless, at your word, oh my God, I will let down the net. <laughs> Anybody here saying that's your word? <laughs> Woo, I'll come to church. <laughs> hey, Woo, at your word. Let me pause right there. I had something on my heart. My mind, I was talking uh, to my son and my, and my wife about, you know, the season that we're in. And, and he was telling me that, you know, people just don't want to, you know, uh, do this and that and other. I said, you know, and, and, uh, and we were just talking. He said, Dad, you act like you're a little sad. I am. I said, because your daddy is not a hypocrite. I said, I go to Walmart, Target. I go get my food when they go out to eat. But I'm going to tell you something else. I come to church, too. The folk I talked to, man, you know they got that thing out there. You know they got this new thing, you know. Uh, what they call it, the, uh, something or other. Omicron or whatever y'all want to call it. Uh, yeah, they got that thing out there. They got that thing out there. And that thing, every, that, that thing ain't nowhere but at church. Man, you want to go out there at church, man. You know that, that thing out there, you know. You wanna go, you know but the thing in that Walmart, it ain't at Target. It ain't at Kroger. It ain't at Publix. It, that thing ain't at the concert. That thing ain't at the ball. It ain't at, it ain't at, it ain't at, it ain't at the, uh, you know what, what the, the, the Atlanta Falcons. It's not at the Atlanta Hawks. It's not, huh? I said, your daddy's not a hypocrite. I don't mind going to mother places. I choose to go there, but I choose to come to the house of the Lord too. I said, you know why? I'm not going to give man no more than I give God. Some of y'all been get, paid $500 for them tickets. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was just trying to, you know. I ain't want nobody to know your stuff, you know. $800 for them no bleed. For the nobly, pay $800, you'll pay $800 for the nobly. You can, listen, you got a chair, you can run around in here, go to the bathroom you want to, free, get water, that's free out there too. And, and everything at the house of God is provided for you to grow spiritually. And you'll go out there and act like you're glad to be there, buy them $5 sodas. And some of y'all probably been buying beer too, so we ain't gonna hallelujah. Amen. Five dollar hot dogs. Eight dollar hot dog. Get and then you say, give a round for everybody around me. I wish you had that mentality at church. I wish you had that mentality at church. Hallelujah. And then your team ain't even winning. Just as sorry as all get out. Pitiful. You see? Horrible. But you'll get that, that game. 
and they can go into overtime. Let us go in overtime at the church. The Holy Ghost could be healing folk. And you say it's time to go. The Holy Ghost could be delivering people. Blessing people. And you say, what? What taking them so he could be a devil could be being cast out. You want to rush God, but you'll stay for man if they say it's going to be overtime. Then you'll get your, oh, forgive me, Lord. You'll still be in that, 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 that slow traffic trying to get in there and I can't find a place and circle the place I don't know how many times. Let that happen here at the church. Oh, they packed over there? I'm going back to the house. You don't do God right. And you ought to be ashamed of yourself say you're a Christian and you're faithful to this church, but you don't think that way when it comes to other stuff. You only think that way when it comes to your church. You give your God seconds. And God don't deserve no seconds. You got to think bigger than what you've been thinking in your latter years. What if God told you, say, I got something so great for you, but one thing I'm going to ask for you is to be obedient. Can you do that? And then the room get quiet. Let me finish reading it. Let me finish reading it. I, I messed up. I started talking in the middle of it. Verse 5 said, but Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we done tall all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets was breaking. God is only want you to just start obeying him. You know, when you was in the world, when you were clubbing, whatever they told you to do, you would do it. You at the game, they say, all right, we're going to do the wave. Now, here it come, here it come, here it come. You don't even want to get up, but you do. Yeah. It, go, it go around there. Woo, look at that. It coming, it's coming. Come. Ah! We tell you, all right, just stand up and clap your hand. That's all we have. Just clap your hand. Huh? Everybody just clap your hand. Everybody just clap. You sort of like this. The Bible says first natural, then spiritual. If you can't, you can't get it natural when the man of God tell you to clap your hand, you ain't going to get it when God tell you. And you'll be the main one. Well, you know, I'm going through. And uh, can I get somebody to help me or... You know, them church folk down there, no, no, no. You want God to come to your rescue, you don't want to do nothing for God. I mean, absolutely nothing. And then you complain about everybody else getting blessed. They, don't they sit down? They, God ain't been that good. Speak to for yourself. You're not about to.
to steal my joy. Now, you can sit like a mummy, but I ain't going to be like, like, hey, you ain't going to steal my joy. God been good to me. You can sit there like a mummy, all you, you and all your mummy at. But for me and my house, we're going to bless the Lord up in here. This is not the deep freeze church. Now we got that, we got the air condition on, but hey, this is not the deep freeze church. We're going to give God the praise that he do, he's due. And we don't want it no other way. Are y'all hearing me in here? <laughs> Let me finish this thing because y'all don't, I messed with you too much. All right? So I done made somebody mad, but it's okay. Get glad. We normally say something scratch and get glad, but praise the Lord. So now, when they had done, I'm going to go back to verse 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. Just by obedience. At thy word, I'm going to let down their net. We, they let down their net. And God blessed them so much until the nets couldn't hold it. I want to prophesy to somebody right now. With your obedience in these next few months that God has got you right where he needs you. So much is going to come your way until your nets are going to break. Don't worry about the naysayers, what they're saying. Ah, they think that they think they little ship that came in, they think they got this. Ah, don't even listen to it. You keep rejoicing because you obeyed God. They just jealous of your obedience. They could have had it too if they would have obeyed. But I'm going to rejoice and be excited about my blessing from my obedience. So the nets were breaking. And so they signaled to the, uh, look here, their partners in the other boat to come and help them. God going to bless you so much until you say, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come over here, come over here, come over here, come over here, help me, come on, help me, because it's enough for all of us. Good God about it. Anybody got any partners, somebody they want to partner with? When God go to blessing and pouring out what he want to pour out? It's going to be so big, you're going to think so big, until you're going to have to partner with somebody. And they came and filled both the boats. Look at it, not just one of them, but both of them, so that they begin to what? See, you're going to be so blessed that you, I can't hold all of it. <laughs> you want some of it? Huh? Just by being obedient. Good God Almighty. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down on his, on, uh, at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. In other words, Lord, I was thinking, my thinking was, was just whack. My thinking was off. I didn't want to cast the net out on the other side because we had been doing this all night long. And we are fishermen. You're not a fisherman by trade. But God... I don't need to pay attention to what I think I know. I need to pay attention to what you know you know. And if you say do it, even though I feel like it's something that I, you know, I'm going to do it anyhow. Are you following me? In these, these months to come when God tell you to do something, do it anyhow. 
Not your flesh, but God. You hear me? So look what happened. And for he and all which had taken, and so also was James and John and the sons of Zebedee, who were partnered with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they have brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. It was not just about the fishing. It was about them following God spiritually. Here's another story of a small vision. Lord, I've always done it this way. We know where the fish are. God wants to fill our nets. He wants to almost sink our boat. Drop your nets, Peter. There's a new way to catch fish. Forget what you knew in the past, Peter. Check this out. God has us right where he wants us. Let me see if I can wrap this up. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. God said, I got some things for you that you don't even know about. All you got to do is call on me and I got some great stuff. I got some unsearchable things, some things that you have never tapped into that I got for you that you don't even know about. All you got to do is do what I tell you to do. Even in this season where you are right now, you may be in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever it is. God said, I still got some stuff that you don't know about. That I want you to have. All you got to do is think bigger. And so the body of Christ isn't uh, defined by a building. But a building is defined by the people in it. See when folk come here they need to hear your testimony about how God been so good to you in your life. Because it's defined by the people that are in this building. I know it looks nice in here. We're not just defined by how nice it looks in here. It's about how God been good to us. And when folk hear your testimony. Because see they hung around you. They knew when you were when. They knew what you were in. They knew how you were. And for you to change. There may be a chance that they can change too. Can you say Amen. And so my faith swells when I think of how God is working on our behalf. Uh, I am so uh, in a place of expectation like I've never been before. Because I was thinking about my life. If God brought me this for with nothing, now he done allowed me to accumulate one or two little things. Can you imagine if I start with five, Dr. B, I believe I could do more with 10. And if I got 10 and I doubled that, I believe I could do more with 20. I don't know about you, but the last time I checked, God is into multiplication.
See, your thinking is too, far, too, too small because you're thinking if I got one, if I could just get two, then, I, you know, one plus one is two. God said, I'm not into that. I'm into multiplying. I want to multiply your life. Are y'all picking this up? It's a signal connected. God wants to multiply your life. What are you talking about, bitch? He want to multiply you with joy. You think you're joyful now. But the songwriter said, going to be joyful. Yeah, yeah, your life about to be more joyful than it ever been before. He wants to multiply your good health. Are y'all feeling me on this? He wants to multiply your investments. God want to give you the inside scoop. Now, I ain't talking about no inside trade. I'm talking about the inside scoop that downloaded from heaven. And he tell you, all right, put your money on this. See, let me help some of y'all in here. Because see, you, you just, you, 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 you haven't been looking right. You, you think small. Let me help you right here. Because I'm, I'm going to preach it out right now. You ready? Give me E flat. Let's see. Okay, all right. That's it right there. Okay, now, now, let me help some of you all. See, you talking to these people say, well, I see, you know, um, uh, the, the, the spiritual people. If you if you if you put your money in stocks and bonds and stuff like that, that's gambling. Cause you know that's gambling. Cause it's not guaranteed that your money is going. You know, it's like put. It's just like gamble. You don't hear some of these so-called spiritual people say that. Don't do put no money in no money. That's gambling. God is not for gambling. You have been misinformed, sir, ma'am. That is not gambling. Gambling is that you take your money and you put it on absolutely nothing, hoping for something. You just don't. But this is, in a nutshell, let me tell you how the stock market works. If, let's see something familiar. All right, uh, Nike, right? Everybody familiar with Nike, right? So, let me ask you something. See, if you were Nike, you in, yeah, they, they, they do T-shirts and all, but you're in the shoe business, right? So what you want to do, you know how they come out with these special uh, shoes for, for Michael Jordan and people be standing in line and trying to get them shoes and everything else, and then they, you know. You want to buy a pair of shoes when you get pay the stock. You want to buy a pair of shoes at $5.00 and sell them at $50. You want to buy a pair of shoes at $20. You have just bought into the company selling shoes. You, you, when you talk to other folk, you can say, I own some of Nike. You don't like you own no Nike, but get away from here. Yeah, I own Nike. Because, see, I'm going to buy these shoes at $20, but I'm going to sell them at $200. Now, what my profit if I, if I sold them at $200? That's a hundred what? $180. So, guess what? If I bought a thousand pair at $20 and sold a thousand at $200, what my pay? Huh? Add it up. What my pay? Come on. A thousand at 200. Come on. Put them zeros down there. Huh? It, what is it? No, I don't know, 100,000. 
200. 200,000. So I bought a thousand shoes at $20. Huh? Per shoe. What was that? How much is that? Thousand? Huh? 20,000, right? So I spent 20,000. Huh? But then I sold them for 200, which is 200,000. So 200,000 minus 20,000. How much I made? Uh, who wouldn't take that deal? Who wouldn't take that deal? You made 100. That's when I start shouting. That's when I come here and say, Ooh, Lord, just bless me with $180,000. How in the world did you do that? Because I bought some shoes at $20,000 and I sold them at $200,000. Hallelujah. I would tell you something, but you might get jealous. I ain't going to tell you. 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 You might get jealous. I'll tell you this much. I tell you this much. I tell you this much. My last year stops. And they would ask me, how, how did you how did you do that? And me and my son would say, Daddy, how did you? I said, he said, you don't you know anything? I said, part of it, I didn't know what I was doing. But as the Holy Ghost led me, I just bought it and sat on it. Hallelujah. And then I, after, after making what I made, I was able to pay one of my debts off. And I made enough to pay another one off, but I ain't ready yet. Hallelujah. Because when I get ready, I ain't going to just pay one. I'm going to pay two of them off at the same time. Because your bishop about to be debt free. Hallelujah. You said it. Did y'all hear what she said? What's on the head flows down to the body. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are not gambling. You are buying the company. I just need to help some of y'all. Well, you know, I ain't gambling my money away. Well, you're not. You are buying parts of companies. We be so behind because we think we're losing when we could be gaining. Because if you ever get a, a group of a, a, some, some money, you can live off the interest and invest everything else. That's how I want you to be. I want you to be living off of your interests. Hallelujah. How many of you know you can shout real good when you ain't got no debt? How many of you can really praise God when you ain't got no debt? Some of y'all ain't gave God, they ain't gave him a little wave, nothing. But if you pay that debt off, I guarantee you'll do something. 
Because here's the thing. God said, now, if you don't pray, I'm going to take all back. Man, I'll be praising him every Sunday. Every Wednesday. Well, I do that anyway. Because God really been good to us. Right? Let me get on out of here. So my last scripture is Psalm 37. Verse 23 and 20. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I took an extra 15 minutes. I should have been gone already. It says, but, but the steps of a good man. Y'all like this one right here? Are what? Ordered by the Lord. And get, get this here. And he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be early cast down. I don't care how many times I fail in this year. If I fall, I, won't, uh, I can't stay there. I'm going to get up from there. Somebody shout, get up. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Verse 25. I have been young and now I'm Yet have I not seen the righteous, what? Nor his begging for what? So in other words, God promised to take care of us. Would you look down your road one more time and say, think bigger. So that's what I'm going to do from here on out. I'm going to think bigger. Think larger. Think broader. Think newer. Think higher. Think wider and think deeper. My thinking will never be the same. Come on, say it. My thinking, say it in your preacher's voice. Say, my thinking will never be the same. Tell them again. Say, my thinking will never be the same. I'll never think small again. I'm going to think bigger than I ever thought before. Because I have a big God with bigger blessings. It's your time now. You shall have what you are thinking and beyond. Because God, he is able. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all. Somebody say above all. Then you can ask, point down your row and say, you can ask, find somebody and say, you can ask and tell them, say, and you can think God is able. If you can think it, it's bigger than that. If you can say it, it's bigger than that. Raise your thinking. Think bigger. Somebody holler bigger. And larger. Look at somebody say, we will, we, we will think bigger in this year to come. We're going to think bigger than we ever thought before. Because we can't outthink God. And if we can think it, that ain't it. Because God want to do something bigger and greater than we can think or ask. Can you say amen? Just point to yourself and say, I'm God just got it like that. God just loved me like that. He wants me to think bigger so I can have bigger and greater. If I got more in my life, 
I can hand it out and help somebody else. Can you say amen? If you sit with somebody, just shake them and say, we're going somewhere. Our thinking is going to take us somewhere. Tell them, say, it's not over yet. But I'm about to think that larger. And I'm about to think better than I ever thought before. Because my thinking is about to take me higher. It's about to take us higher than we've ever gone before. Y'all have a good day now. Go ahead and watch a little football and have a little dinner. But God wants you to elevate and make your thinking greater. Let your thinking rise and become bigger than it ever been before. Y'all have a good Sunday now. This last Sunday in November, the last Sunday of this year, I just want you to know before you leave these premises that God is counted on you to think bigger than ever before. I know that God wants to enlarge a territory. Would you lift your hand and say, Lord, please, 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 please enlarge my territory. Make it bigger for me in my household. You can count on me. You can trust me with larger things. Can you say amen? Y'all have a good day now. Y'all enjoy yourself. But I need you to think bigger. Whatever God had put on your heart and put in your mind, I want you to make it bigger. Can you say amen? They thought when they left you, you were going to swivel up and become smaller. But what they didn't know, they thought they left you in a small place, in a small spot. But what they did not know, that you serve a big God. Can you say amen? He's larger than your problems. Find somebody that'll listen to you and tell them, say, neighbor, oh neighbor he's bigger than your problem he's bigger than what you're going through he's bigger than what you've been through he's bigger than what you're going through right now can you say amen and because my god is big i expect something big in my life can you say amen look at your neighbor and tell them say expect something big find two more people and say expect something big can you say amen hallelujah to god i expect something big on this side i expect something big on that side the bible say on every side god keeps on blessing me can you say amen turn to your left and say bigger turn to your right and say bigger turn to your back and say bigger turn to your front and say bigger because i think it it shall be it will be can you say amen yes yes point down your rope and tell them say your thinking is gonna be 
bring bigger in your life. Your thinking is going to be bigger in your life. Can you say amen? As your thinking goes, there you go. As my thinking go up, my life go up. As your thinking go up, my your household goes up. Can you say amen? This is the day that the Lord had made. And I will... I said I will rejoice and be glad in it. Can you say amen? Now find somebody and tell them, say, you, you have not seen nothing yet. Keep on watching. Keep on praying. God is about to blow your mind. He's about to make it bigger for you, 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 and you. Can you say amen? And that's why I serve him. That's why I praise him. Because he's going to do what I cannot do. He's going to do what man cannot do. Can you say amen? As I draw nigh to God, the Bible says... He will, he will draw nigh to me. Can you say amen? First natural, then spiritual. Start walking out like you're walking towards God. When you walk towards him, the Bible says start walking to you. Can you say amen? How close do you want to get to him? Start walking towards him. How close do you want it to be? Start walking towards him. And you can see God walking towards you. If you stretch out to God, he'll stretch out to you. If you come running to him, he'll come.